welcome to another episode of Footnotes. And today we're gonna to be talking with Ben Rex, who a lot of people know as the CEO and founder of Cyberwoven here in Columbia. But today we're gonna to be talking to him about another project that he started called Create Opportunity. In this time that we spend together, Ben talks a lot about um, economic development issues that are pertinent to our state, but also just the nuts and bolts of how you create jobs and how you uh, install skills into people that they can use to just not only better themselves, but better their communities and better their families. I learned a lot in this episode and I think you will too. Stay tuned. Well, today we're here with uh, Ben Rex, who most of the time is known as the CEO and founder of Cyberwoven uh, here in Columbia. But today we wanna to talk to you about another hat that you're wearing as the founder of Create Opportunity, which if you go to the website, um, you know what you'll see is that it's all about creating job opportunities and skills training for knowledge and uh, knowledge economy jobs or tech jobs uh, for um, people that aren't normally found in those jobs and specifically yeah. people of color, disadvantaged groups and things like that. So Ben, thanks for sitting down with us to talk about that. Thanks for having me, John. Um, so how, where did the idea of Create Opportunity come from? Yeah. So over the last uh, 21 years of cyber weaving, we've learned a lot about the Midlands, we've learned a lot about the technology field. And uh, first off, Midlands is a, a beautiful, amazing place that we are deeply committed to individually mm -hmm. and as a company. Uh, from there, uh, we've learned that to power the economy of the Midlands, we've got to create a lot more high earning jobs. And we've got to make sure that access to those jobs is distributed across diverse populations. Uh, in South Carolina, there are nearly a million humans that are unemployed or underemployed. Uh, and there are a whole lot of those humans uh, that have great ability that is untapped. Uh, so we're very excited to solve a chronic undersupply of software development talent and serve existing industry and recruit new industry by creating net new talent supply. The second piece is we want to create more wealth for more people by getting people on a uh, pathway to hiring software development jobs. So it seems like I can see the business case for this is that you know a company like yours or others that are in the area have a need for for this talent and and certainly it's a it's a skill set that has to be developed. Um, but how do you go about finding the people finding these million people? Yeah. I mean that's almost twenty percent of our state's population. How do you find these million yeah. people? to let them know about the opportunities, then match them up with the training, et cetera. Yeah, most people don't wake up on a Tuesday morning saying, how do I become a software developer today? <laughs> uh, so to your point, uh, well over 90% of the population has never fathomed learning how to be a software developer. Uh, so first we have to introduce the career. We have to inform folks and make the career less daunting, show them a day in the life. We have to go to places and enter forums where uh, folks are not typically presenting opportunity for software careers. Uh, so we've done everything from bus advertising to hop in pulpits on Sunday morning and talk to church congregations. We've developed a diverse array of community partnerships that are really designed to touch the entire range of the population 
in Fairfield, Richland, and Lexington counties, a service area that we've chosen because of our partnership with Midlands Tech, uh, who serves that three county area very well and has developed talented workforce for over 50 years. Do you, do you find that when you're reaching people and, and people sort of take you up on, on that offer, do you find that you're having to, to teach them things sort of in addition to the technical skills? Yeah. So what's that like? We, when we say we're looking for the general population, we're everything from a recently graduated high school student uh, to a construction construction worker who's injured their knee and can't hop up on a roof anymore. Uh, it's uh, folks between the ages of 18 and in their 60s. Uh, wow. So it can be a second career. When we say no bias, no discrimination, uh, we, we really authentically mean that. Uh, what that means is we have to meet people where they are. So if you've uh, never written a line of code in your life, We've got to get you uh, acclimated to that that brand of critical thinking, that brand of problem solving. Uh, if you've been working uh, a quick serve uh, restaurant job for years, or you've been working in a construction environment, the sea change from working outdoors or on your feet uh, to a, a computer-based job uh, in an office environment is a significant shift. The collaboration required, the communication required is very different uh, than that in their previous lives and careers. So to your point, it's an intricate web of soft and hard skills uh, that we guide folks through the process of acquiring. And I think the, the reality is an ecosystem-based approach is key. On the front end, we source two-year apprenticeships from employers. We then admit the student at no cost to the student into a six-month full-time intensive training at Midlands Tech. And the participant in that program is enrobed with support services, coaching, mentoring for the entirety of that two and a half year journey. Uh, so it really gives an opportunity for, for a full human transformation uh, in, in that individual's pathway to uh, workforce transformation. So you mentioned the the mentoring. Um, is the mentoring provided by the um, internship provider or do you try to kind of mix and match even outside of internships to, yeah. to help people meet more people? Yeah, the, the, the reality is none of us experience career success without diverse mentorship. So the Create Opportunity staff is providing mentorship and case management throughout that two and a half year journey. Mm -hmm. uh, the folks at Midlands Tech, uh, whether through their career counseling, student services, through their faculty and teaching assistants, are providing thoughtful guidance, instruction, mentorship throughout uh, the process. And each uh, employer commits to not only a traditional supervisory and work evaluation process, but to provide a dedicated journey coach uh, that is spending a couple hours a week on soft skills, hard skills, life skills that are helping to develop that individual over a two-year continuum of time. 
So when when we say it's a, a, a team sport, it, it really is. And it's a it's a full community-based approach to developing humans to, to reach their potential. When you talked about earlier about, you know, providing even wealth building opportunities, you know, certainly, you know, sort of chicken and egg, you, you have a job, you have a way to, to, to make income and to take care of your basic needs. But talk a little more about the about the wealth creation. Um, yeah. Why is that important? Yeah. So when you look at South Carolina, we're in the bottom quartile nationally uh, for uh, population wealth, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a key indicator of uh, of a state's social and uh, uh, operating health. So to build our state, we have to build and distribute wealth. That's that's pretty uh, pretty straightforward. And when you look at the software industry, uh, four of the top 10 NAICS codes for early career, mid-career income are in software-related jobs. Uh, So when you look at creating on-ramps to wealth creation uh, over the next decade or two, software will be and will remain a very sustainable, thoughtful way to grow personal income. Uh, from that vantage point, we're intentionally uh, focusing, not exclusively, on folks that are in the bottom two quartiles socioeconomically uh, and uh, somewhere around a $15 an hour pre-program income. Uh, and the goal is to, on the back end, have them enter committed apprenticeships with salaries in the 40s and from there tie those salaries to corporate benefits, health insurance and retirement that start helping each of these individuals save for their future, ensure their personal health, their family health, their support structure to grow and develop. And when you look at the year three, four, five outcomes, folks come up to a market wage for software development, uh, which in this market, depending on your role, can be anywhere from seventy dollars to $90,000 uh, for a uh, three-year experienced software developer. What's it like for that person that goes from $15 an hour, roughly at that, let's say a job, mm-hmm. to five years from that point, five years from kind of encountering this program, they're at a at a in a career as as opposed to a job. They're in a career where they're making multiples of that. What what does it do? What are you seeing it do for for people yeah. with those outcomes? We're very fortunate that we've got lots of great longitudinal data from our corporate partner, Catalyte, uh, and they have operated a corporate version of this program for almost twenty years in Baltimore. Boston, Denver, Chicago, mm-hmm. Portland, and have trained north of 2,000 software engineers. Wow. Uh, so through that lens, we've seen the transformation over time. And there's no way to understate the impact of going from working two or three jobs, 90 hours a week, uh, and having a, uh, a family income of forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars with a couple of kids, to having uh, a forty, fifty, sixty hour a week salary job uh, with benefits, and that's one of the keys is benefits. Uh, so that takes a lot of the uncertainty out of life. 
so when you look at that, it creates flexibility in the family budget. More importantly, flexibility of time to dedicate to personal health, personal growth, exercise, uh, eating uh, in different patterns rather than on the go all the time, uh, uh, better, uh, better dining habits, uh, more quality time with friends, kids, family. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is a true uh, personal ecosystem revolution that, that changes individual lives. And when you look at, when you move from that microeconomic uh, vantage point to a macroeconomic vantage point, if we can train two, three, four, five hundred software developers that are net new in this geography, mm -hmm. the impact on the tax base is tremendous. So state income tax goes up. Uh, more folks are buying more houses and paying more property tax. Your schools get better. Uh, I mean, the, the all around uh, evolution of our marketplace strengthens. So uh, we're looking to strengthen Columbia. We're looking to strengthen each individual through this approach. Has there been any thought to, and, and again, maybe the, the program is, is new enough and you're still kind of finding footing in some of these areas, but you mentioned where, you know, you take someone, you you help them install the skills, so to speak, that can that can um, occur on a variety of levels. I mean, personal skills, professional skills, things like that. They go into a career where they're mm -hmm. they're working uh, for someone else. But what about kind of an entrepreneurial side of that? You know, mm -hmm. is is that part of the dream? Is to, you know, you help people learn how to work in the industry. They gain meaningful experience in that industry, and then maybe they start their own thing. So this is an alternative pathway to beginning a software development career. Uh, what we found over time at the five-year point, more than 90% of people are still working in software engineering, software development in some form or another. Uh, many of those and a disproportionate number compared to graduates of other programs and other pathways to this career stay with their initial employer uh, and grow and evolve with that employer. But to your point, it is also a pathway to new and different careers. Uh, folks will uh, excel in software development for a couple of years and then say, you know what I really love? Project management. I'm gonna become a business analyst. So they'll, they'll veer off into a different career within their enterprise. There are a lot of product development roles uh, for software developers. So they'll move uh, from a traditional coding role into product development, product design. And to your earlier point, those product development and design roles, uh, in some cases, spark an entrepreneurial uh, yen. Uh, and we do have a number of entrepreneurs across the country that have uh, graduated from, from sister programs. So lots of opportunity. And uh, really, the goal is to give people a, a platform uh, to, to jump off from and define their success. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm listening to this, and, and when you talk about the areas of, of Fairfield County and Lexington and Richland County, it's, it's kind of a, a sort of a natural jumping off point. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly even in those three counties, there's lots of, there's lots of differences. There's lots of economic mm -hmm. differences, you know, schools, everything there. But 
and maybe this is an observation, not just a question. It's sort of like someone from the outside has looked at at something sort of ob objectively. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's that classic, you know, with the business community would handle a problem like this, you know, and sort of the traditional education um, apparatus or community would handle a, a problem, you know, in, in another in another manner. You know, what does it say when, when you guys are encountering people in this program and, and the kind of skills that you're having to teach in addition to the technical skills, you know, mm -hmm. programming languages and things like that? Um, what sort of commentary or what sort of, sort of findings are you seeing as it relates back to maybe even K-12 education? Uh, most of our findings locally have been valedictory and, and encouraging. Uh, we've developed some great partnerships with school districts locally. Uh, we, we've got an active pipeline of recent high school graduates into the program. Uh, there are a lot of really uh, excellent uh, programs, uh, particularly at the high school level, that are teaching the critical thinking skills and providing the underlayment uh, for knowledge economy uh, employment in the future uh, that propels a recent grad into a program like this. Uh, so, so long and short, uh, I have been uh, heartened uh, by our partnerships with the K-12 sector. Uh, and uh, candidly, the, the hope uh, for tomorrow is, is strong because the, the folks that we are interacting with that have been products of our K-12 system uh, that are entering the program are wildly diverse, eager, and uh, going to propel our uh, region for years to come. Well, so on that note, maybe we can, you know, end it with this. But you know, if we fast forward, say, ten years from from today, this program has been in place for for that long, and and even just focusing, even if it never grows beyond those those three counties. But I mean, Ben, what's your what's your sort of wildest dream for this program? You know, given a, given a, a decade um, in prog in process, uh, maybe paint a picture for us a little bit for the audience of what you hope to see yeah. after that point. So uh, I mean, the, the good news is we're having conversations with communities and colleges nationally about deploying this uh, methodology, this ecosystem, this curriculum uh, at national scale. Starting the program in Columbia was a wildly illogical choice. It's <laughs> one that we did out of uh, passion, out of love for our market. Um, and I mean, it was also a trust fall. Uh, we know Midlands Technical College very well. Uh, we've worked with them in varied capacities for more than a decade, and we're well aware of their entrepreneurial capacity. Uh, and uh, that trust fall worked out. They've been an amazing development partner to build uh, an unorthodox and revolutionary approach to engaging the population and transforming the workforce. So really absent Midlands, uh, we probably would have started this program in Charlotte or Atlanta, uh, Raleigh-Durham, uh, uh, places where we are actively growing, create opportunity today. Um, and candidly, it's been easier to grow in those markets. 
Um, the, the valedictory thing for Columbia is uh, whether you're talking about Midlands Tech or Nephron or Colonial Life or Diesel Laptops or Yovant. There are tons of caring, thoughtful employers that are, yes, profit motivated, but uh, in my eyes, more importantly, they're motivated by building community, by service to their fellow humans. Uh, and they are making challenging choices to engage our program, to hire non-traditional uh, workforce and to propel them. And they and we collectively will be rewarded with a local loyal workforce that is much more committed to one another, to their employers and to this region uh, than a traditional workforce would be. Uh, so long, long and short, uh, we're very encouraged about Create Opportunity uh, Columbia here in the Midlands. Uh, things are going to move in a great direction and uh, partnership is strong. Uh, we are fully expecting to train many hundreds uh, of net new software engineers here in the Midlands uh, over the next several years. Uh, we are working hard to put funding together to maintain that promise of no cost to the participant. And we're building, strengthening and deepening those employer partnerships that, in, uh, that ensure the continuity and strength of the ecosystem. Uh, so uh, that's our vision locally. And uh, because Columbia uh, is part of the South, uh, we want to make sure to expand that strength regionally, uh, uh, but have it headquartered here at home. Uh, so we're, we're upbeat and excited. Yeah, Ben, I, I love the... I love the ingenuity. I, I love the, you know, let's look at what we have available to us and make something work there. Um, it, it is a, um, if, I, if I could say that's sort of an entrepreneurial approach to a problem that, that's really gone on far, far too long. And I also really appreciate your comments on, on local and loyal, you know, in terms of creating a workforce. Uh, and not that you needed my approval per se, but but it just, I think that resonates. I mean, because if I think with my employer hat on, you know, I, I think about those those things in in, in our firm. Um, and, and also to your point about tax base and sort of growing a community by growing the people, which in turn just continues to spiral out. I mean, it just, it just really makes good sense. And uh, the people at, at, and folks at Midlands Tech, if anything, they're problem solvers. That's right. And uh, I think they've, they've developed quite a reputation for, for not just creative problem solving, but effective problem solving. And it's just great to see those forces combine to, to go and attack something that that's just needs to be dealt with. Well, and uh, John, as we always say, if you or anyone you know is at a point of uh, starting a career, uh, a career change, uh, or just wants to go on an exploration, head over to createop.com, take the screening and uh, spread the word. Well, and also at createop.com, I, I don't want to miss this, but also if you're a, an employer who's mm -hmm. out there is thinking like, hey, I'd like to, to benefit from this program as well as to help other people who need this help, they can also go to the website, if I'm correct, and sort of sign up or raise their hand for mentorship, internships, and things like that also, right? You got it. 
And I mean, candidly, the thing we are most in need of over the coming years is more employers providing more positions uh, to uh, to catch apprentices and train the workforce. So uh, good catch and thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Well, I hope you, I hope you guys get that. Um, and again, I'm, I'm glad that we could um, just, you could share some time with us to just yeah. talk to more people about what's going on here. Again, that website is createop.com. And uh, if you're an employer, go to that. If you're someone who who this resonates and you'd like to change that career, uh, go to that as well. But Ben, thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks for hosting me, John.